This is Golf with Jay Delsing. A two-time college All-American at UCLA. A participant in nearly 700 PGA Tour events. Seven professional wins to his credit. Over 30 years of professional golf experience. A member of the St. Louis Sports Hall of Fame. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Hey, good morning. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. I got Pearly with me. Pearly, good morning. What's happening? Nothing much, Jay. How are you doing? You know what? I'm doing fine, thanks. I'm doing fine. We're, um, we format a show like a round of golf, and the opening section is the On the Range segment, and it's brought to you by our friends at the Gateway section of the PGA. Uh, we appreciate their support. Over 300 men and women across our area that uh, do so much for us to help support the game, make our golf experience better, and uh, boy... We just had, it's just now starting to get cold in the Midwest. They have had a long year. I saw the boys the other day over in Norway. They were dragging. It was 80 degrees out and the golf course was full and all the members and everything were happy and they were working their butts off, but I could tell they were tired. So they're not going to be too mad when it gets a little colder like it is now. I only imagine the end of the season for these guys after they just worked their butts off all year long. Oh yeah, I know, John. It's a, it's a tough one. And um, we also... Uh, give away a dozen TP5 golf balls each week to one lucky listener. Uh, send me an email, j at jdelsinggolf.com, spelled J-A-Y out on both sides of that uh, email address, and put in the subject matter ball somewhere, and uh, you will be entered to get a free dozen golf balls. I had an interview this week with 13-year-old Jimmy Williams. Uh, I, I, I just... I, 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 he's a new friend. Um, he's a heart transplant recipient, but gosh, just a, just a rock star human being at such an early age. He shows so much. Oh my gosh, the the superlatives. I don't want to get too gushy here, but he just shows so much character and so much wisdom and so much whatever at 13 years old. It's, it's just impressive to me. So much poise. Yeah, I think we we talked to him once before, and I'm really looking forward to the updates because uh, I I'm, I know it's I'm hoping it's good stuff. Yeah, no, absolutely, very positive stuff. So Pearl, let's break down some of the stuff that's happened in the last week or so. First of all, and this has flown largely under the radar to me at least. Tony Finau goes off again, gets his third win in 2022. And you know, John, this guy is quietly moving up the world golf rankings. He is quietly becoming one of the, the, the true forces on the PGA Tour to be reckoned with. And what's interesting, John, is that his game has always gone away. His putter's gone for the most part. But it looks to me like he's found something out because he's come out of the gate strong and just kind of put these events away early. Well, he certainly did this one, and he, I listened to quite a bit of this. I didn't watch much of it, but I've been traveling quite a bit, so I was listening to it on the radio. And he took it to him on this on this week. The weather the weather was tough. It was windy. The course was tough, and this guy's just absolutely pounding it and shooting some numbers, just just kind of lapping the field. And when you get when you get a three or four shot lead on the field after a couple rounds on the tour, that's pretty unusual. Uh, it's pretty special stuff. I'm with you. He's mild-mannered. He's got his life in order. He's a family guy. Uh, he's a nice guy. I've met him just a little bit. And 
I, I see nothing but uh, blue skies for this guy going forward. Yeah, no, there's no question uh, about it. it it's, um, it's interesting, John, what confidence looks like, isn't it? When you get these guys that are already great players, and here's a guy up until recently, I think, John, he had only won one time. I know this is his fifth win. He had one kind of in there, kind of hitchhiking in there somewhere. But that confidence goes a long, long way, and he he is an easygoing guy, so he always looks kind of just unflappable. But um, he, he absolutely crushes the ball off the tee. Well, I think the confidence goes a long way, and like you and I have talked about, when you got, I don't know, 5, 10, 20, 30 million in the bank, that helps the confidence too. Uh, and and as you said, and as we learned uh, from, from the last – two weeks last week's show uh distance helps out there on the tour and he's got plenty of that and what an interesting swing that he's got to, to have that distance because if you when you watch it from a distance it's a wonderful swing but you wouldn't think he necessarily crushes it he crushes it oh he does he crushes it it's and it's also what i love about his swing john is it 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 um it kind of disproves that fallacy that's been going on that you need to be parallel to hit it a long way. I mean, he is short and really right on to the ball. Yep, sure is. Yeah, anyway, um, so that was interesting. You know, hats off to my buddy Stephen Alker. The New Zealander comes out for his first year on the Champions Tour and absolutely just whips everybody's ass. He winds up finishing third in the tournament this week at the Phoenix Country Club, Padre Harrington just went bananas. At I think what twenty seven under John something like just just a ridiculous score. I mean, I played Phoenix Country Club. You have as well. It's not the hardest golf course in town, but twenty seven under. Come on, um, yeah. And Padre Harrington, you know, really had another super super solid year. But Stephen Alker winds up winning the. Um, the season-long Schwab competition, and you got to take your hat off to him because he's basically been kind of in the witness protection program for the last 10, 12, 15 years. Oh, and a, and a journeyman at best ever, but he's absolutely turned it on. You know, once again, get a little confidence, get a little comfort, find your comfort zone, and uh, and really have the desire to play, which he certainly seems to have that, and he takes it to him. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, really solid, really solid guy. It's, it's great to see. All right, Pearl, the last thing um, we're going to touch on, and this is Golf with Jay Delsing. We were on the range, the on the range segment. Um, Roger Mulpey and Gary Koch, John, with NBC Sports Golf Team, their services were no longer required. What were your thoughts? Well, you know what? It, it's, it's always going to come. It's always going to come around, isn't it? You know, it's uh, what are my thoughts? Uh, the changing of the guard, a new era. I don't know. For me, Jay, it gets a little tough. I kind of get used to voices, used to perspective, used to tradition. And it's a little hard when they start throwing some of the new guys in there. Oh, because the new guys feel like they got to bring something new and maybe a little different and a little edgy and some stuff like that. And so then we got to kind of decide if we can warm up to that. You know, Johnny Miller walked away from it several years ago and we had to get used to Paul Azinger, which I think is fairly easy to do. But I was always a Miller fan just because I like the way he, oh, he kind of kind of stirred the pot and stuff. And I just, I like that. I like the fact that he was a superstar player himself and had quite a perspective. Uh, you know, Roger Maltby, a friend of yours, I got to meet him through you several times. Actually, I worked with him and assisted him at several Ryder Cups. And uh, he he uh, he ran me around like a like a hound dog, uh, getting, his, <laughs> get, 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 get him, 
because Roger wasn't going to move a whole lot. Roger, no. Roger no. wasn't into that much moving. There was, there was nothing quick about Roger, but he was good at what he did. He obviously knew the game inside and out and uh, extremely well coordinated with Johnny Miller and, uh, and our buddy Tom Randolph. So, you know, and I always thought, thought that Gary Koch was just rock solid. You know, I, I appreciated the way that he handled things. It wasn't about him. It was about the players. It was about the golf course. It was about the event. So I don't know. I, I, I guess I'll be interested to see what, what's coming down the pike. And uh, I'm not going to shed a, a tear per se, but it is a changing of the guard. And I don't know. I, I'm going to miss it a little bit. Well, and, you know, it's interesting, John, because Costas and McCord out several years ago at CBS. And, you know, it, it is this changing of the guard. And there's just a for me, there's a staleness. And Roger Mulpey is a great guy. I remember seeing Roger about 10 years ago, and he had gained a little weight. And I said, how are you doing? He said, hell, if I can gain another 10 pounds, I'll be a perfect circle. And um, he, had, he had gotten pretty big. Uh, but he, he is a character and, uh, and a hell of a good player. Pearl, he actually absolutely led the money list one year and uh, had five wins on the PGA Tour. And I can, I'll never forget when NBC came a-calling and said to him, you know, we want to give you this this uh, contract. And he looked at me and he said, well, I don't have to worry about it, trying to hit this damn two iron anymore. And I said, why not? And he goes, because I'm going to work for TV. And that was the first time that anyone had that I knew of that I had been around long enough to see someone go from playing to the to the television. But, you know, John, there just weren't that many opportunities uh, to do that. And so it um, it, it, it was a, a very interesting uh, move for Roger, and I, I think a good one. I mean, I know he made a lot of money. I think he did a really nice job. He definitely had his own style, and I agree with you with Gary Koch. I mean, Gary was is almost kind of a linguist. He um, very very sharp guy. I think I think very respectful, uh, but still called it like it was. You know, I have to say the thing I remember about Roger Maltby as a player was he, he would dress dress a little bit flashy. And one time I was up working the Canadian Open up at Essex Golf Course in Windsor, Ontario. And he hit a, he hit a ball off the tee and hit a tree. Then he hit another tree. Then he hit another tree. And all of a sudden the club started flinging all over the place. The clubs were hitting trees and the expletives were flying all over the place. And I can remember going like, who is this guy? Oh yeah. It was Roger Bolton. You'd have found him. You'd have found him in the bar drinking a Michelob, man. He was uh, on the Michelob <laughs> staff and he was a, uh, he was a true blue uh, supporter. And a, and a character. You know, that's going to wrap up the front nine. Let's do the tip of the cap. The tip of the cap is brought to you by my friends at the Dean team, Volkswagen of Kirkwood and Colin Burt. 314-966-0303. Um, Colin's a great guy. John's got a, a Colin vehicle. I have a Colin vehicle. My daughter Joe had a Colin vehicle. Uh, just terrific. If you want, I can introduce you personally to Colin. Just email me, jay at jdelsongolf.com. I am tipping my cap to the Colin Burns of the world, world, to Doherty Business Solutions. That is our title sponsor. So this, the Golf with Jay Delsing show is brought to you by Doherty Business Solutions. We've got Marcone. We've got Pro-Am Golf. We've got Vehicle Assurance and Sherry Smith, who's just a rock star human being. Um, we've got Powers Insurance Agency and our buddies Tim Davis. Whitmore Country Club, John, has been with us from the very, very, very beginning. Uh, SSM Health. The guys that helped me with my knee, we we just have a, a really good group that we really appreciate. Um, I, I mentioned the guys at Marcone. We, we did this Marcone viewing deck this past year at the Ascension Charity Classic, which was a huge hit. 
And John, I don't know if you know this or not, but I got officially last Friday got an exemption into next year's tournament, 2023. I'll be playing at Norwood. Do I cat in? Do you want to? Yeah, but I got to start getting in shape now. You got to get in shape. Well, listen, you can get in shape on the front nine because this is going to wrap up the on-range segment. But don't go back. Don't go away. Pearly and I will be right back. This is Golf with Jay Delson. How would you like access to 90 holes of golf? Well, that's what happens when you join at Whitmore Country Club. You get access to the Missouri Bluffs, the Links of Dardeen, and the Golf Club of Wentzville. And guess what? No cart fees included in that deal. There's no food and beverage minimums. There's no assessments. They have a 24-hour fitness center, two large pool complexes, three tennis courts. Year-round social calendar includes holiday parties, picnics, date nights, live music. They even have a kids club for your children and much, much more. There's junior golf, junior tennis, and swim teams available. This is a family-friendly atmosphere, and they have a wonderful staff. If you get out there, you got to poke your head in the golf shop and say hello to my friend Bummer. He is a terrific guy, and he will help you with your game and show you around. And don't forget, there are golf leagues, skins games, members tournaments, and couples events available all year round. Visit WhitmoreGolf.com. That's WhitmoreGolf.com. Folks, are you in the market for some additional protection for your ride? You need to call my friends at Vehicle Assurance. Their number is 866-341-9255. Sherry Fain is the owner and president, and she and her team are committed to helping you with your unexpected auto repair bills. They are committed to finding the right protection for you, your budget, and your family. They only work with the top vehicle service providers in the country. Get the protection and the peace of mind you deserve. That's Vehicle Assurance, 866-341-9255 for a free quote. 866-341-9255. Hi, this is Peter Jacobson, and you're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing. Hey, this is Jay Delsing for SSM Health Physical Therapy. Our golf program has the same screening techniques and technology as the pros on the PGA Tour use. SSM Health Physical Therapy has the Titleist Performance Institute trained physical therapists that can perform the TPI screening on you as well as use the KVEST 3D motion capture system. Proper posture, alignment, etc. can help you keep your game right down the middle. We have 80 locations in the St. Louis area. Call 800-518-1626 or visit them on the web at SSMPhysicalTherapy.com. Your therapy, our passion. You're listening to Golf with Jay Delsing. For golf tips, news on the latest equipment, and everything golf, log on to GolfWithJayDelsing.com. The Front Nine is coming up. I love having Doherty Business Solutions as the title sponsor of the Golf with Jay Delsing show. You already know that they're the number one largest IT consulting firm and the largest software developer in the St. Louis region. You also know that there are over 2,500 Doherty teammates in 30 states and three countries around the world. But what you may not be aware of is what Doherty Business Solutions does right here in our own community. They were the sponsor for the first Advocate PGA event at Glen Echo this past September. Doherty Business Solutions was also a presenting sponsor of the Ascension Charity Classic. They have created Access Point, which builds diversity in the IT workforce. This is a game changer in our community. Literally 
hundreds of mostly young African-American women are getting fifty to $60,000 per year jobs right out of high school, and that training begins in high school. Darty Business Solutions believes talent is equally distributed, but access to that opportunity is not. Ron Darty, our founder at Darty Business Solutions, is the chair of the 2023 HeartBall, supporting the local American Heart Association Foundation. These are just a few examples of the positive things Darty Business Solutions is doing right now in our community. Golf with Jay Delsing here. I'm Jay. He's Pearly, And we are headed to the front nine. Brought to you by the Ascension Charity Classic. That's right. September 5th through 10th, 2023, Norwood Hills. Best players in the world over 50. They will be there. I'm going to be there. Pearly's going to be there. You got to come out and give us a little bit of a, give us some grief. I've got an interview with, keep this in mind, folks. 13-year-old Jimmy Williams, who is now a best-selling author with the Amazon uh, book club. He is a heart transplant recipient at the age of 11. He is a public speaker. He is the poster child for uh, Homers for Health down with Matt Holiday at Cardinal Glennon Hospital. Lives down in Jackson, Missouri, and a friend of mine and a fun interview. So please enjoy that interview. The way that you and I met, um, I had a friend here in St. Louis that told me there was a young guy down at Cardinal Glennon Hospital that wasn't feeling too too well. He was a big golf fan. And could I, you know, go over and say hi to him and see if I could cheer him up a little bit? And I was like, yeah, for sure, we could do that. Um, that's kind of how we met. But let's go back a little bit and talk a little bit about your life before that, Jimmy. So you guys had just moved from Tennessee to Jackson, Missouri, right? Yep, yep. And um, gosh, that was a big deal for you because that's where your dad grew up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd always wanted to be a Jackson Indian. And, and so talk a little bit about what Jackson's like. For, for people in St. Louis, it's just down the road a little bit, but they may not know much about Jackson. Yeah. So Jackson, it's just a huge all-around just sports town, man. So everywhere you go, it's all sports. Um, we have a great football community. Um, it's just a huge sports town and a, um, little me. I mean, I just love that. I love sports my entire life. And that's really just, and my dad took me down there and the football games, the basketball games, every game you go to, even the junior high games, they just have a great atmosphere. And it's like, um, Jackson really rallies around their sports communities and it's a very small knit town and it's just awesome. Okay. And it went, how old are you when you moved to Jackson? I was six years old, six years old. Okay, cool. And so you, and you, you play in all sports. I mean, you're, as you say, you are truly a sportsman. You love them all. You've even yeah. wrestled and baseball, the whole yeah. thing, football. Yeah. Yeah. I played football. I mean, I even swam. That's how much of a, I mean, I swam, played football, wrestling, golf, baseball. I mean, I did everything. Soccer. I was just a sports guy. Yeah, that's awesome. And so let's fast forward a little bit to the Junior World event. You and your dad go on a really cool golf trip, and you are really taken to golf at this time, aren't you? Yeah, 
Yeah, we had just, um, right before that, me and my dad decided to go on a trip, and it was kind of like our little pre-trial, um, almost, to see if I was really ready to go down there and compete in such a big tournament. And so we made our way up through Tennessee, Kentucky, Ohio, and finally made it to Cincinnati. And when we were in Cincinnati, my dad was selling a truck. And as he was selling it, they were like on the law and I ended up throwing up. And that was like the first time we'd ever um, experienced anything. But like we really, we were wondering if I was going to be sick or not. And so we made our way back. And that entire time going up through Ohio and Cincinnati, I'd been playing golf tournaments um, all the time. I was just going around. I was playing these different golf courses. And once we got back to Jackson, Missouri, and we kind of just shrugged the throwing up thing in Ohio off. And my dad asked me, he was like, so do you want to do this? And obviously me, I was like, yeah, man, I really want to do it. <laughs> so yeah, like two or three days later, we made it, we were driving down to Orlando and man, I was, I was just really excited. And the days, even my pre rounds, I didn't feel good, but I was just so excited and nervous that I just, I mean, I just thought it was the nerves because I can still remember the feeling before the first tee. I mean, I was literally shaking, holding the club, like shaking, like you could like tell it. So yeah, um, I was just, I was just really nervous and it was just, yeah, it was, it was an awesome experience that I learned from it. Okay, so now we're talking about right around the June time frame of 2019, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, and we and I don't know for any of you folks that have ever been to Orlando in June, but it's Africa hot down there, right? I oh, mean, yeah. it is it super was, hot. Yeah, I think I remember even playing um in the tournament and I mean, you know, my mom she was she was concerned and so like we had these um like water rags. I don't know what's what are they called? Um, like toad things. Crap. They're some for baseball. I don't know. And they have like those little water things and you can just rub rub them all around your face when you get really hot. And man, we <laughs> right. use we use the crap out of those things, man. Yeah. Those were a lifesaver. Yeah. I, mean, I think before the day, I mean it's like my tea time is at like seven thirty, so it's really early in the morning. And it's already maybe 92 degrees. I mean, just ridiculous. And then by the middle of the ground, by the middle of the round, it's like maybe 101. I mean, it's just crazy, man. And it's humid, man. It's humid. It's not yeah, like there's a lot is. of breeze blowing in Orlando in the summertime. It is yeah. meltdown hot. Oh. Well, so now yeah. d- describe d- describe a little bit to our listeners how you felt. So was it kind of like feeling flu-like? Is it something you had never felt before, but because of the tournament, you just kind of shrugged it off and kept plowing through? Yeah. So honestly, I think that since I was in – such a big tournament that I really shrugged it off and dealt with it really well. And even though it was like a heart thing that we didn't know at the time, like I didn't feel anything like with my heart, which is honestly kind of weird. But I was just really nauseous, 
before the rounds, like even in the book, it says I threw up on the practice green before my second round. And I was just really nervous and I was throwing up like acid because I wasn't eating anything. Mm. And I was just severely, I was just severely nauseous. I didn't have like a runny nose or any really bad headaches. But I remember like I couldn't sleep at night. It was so bad. But man, I could get out there and go play some golf. And so, play golf you did. I mean, you wind up finishing yeah. third in the Hurricane World Junior, and that was, I mean, I don't want to overplay this, but a heroic effort because shortly after, you guys drive back, go to Jackson, and you get life-changing news. Yeah, yeah. So we were driving back, and – it was around the first um, like day of school, around when we got back. We went to a few doctor's appointments, and it was my first day of school. But not only was it my first day of school, it was my first day of middle school. So it was in a whole completely new building. I was in fifth grade, and I was really excited to go. So, I mean, I was feeling awful that morning. I can remember, but I was just begging to go. So I ended up going, and it was just awful. Like I could barely walk through the hallway. And then in seventh period, I finally broke and I threw up um, all over the floor. It was really embarrassing. And (laughs) so, yeah, after that, the nurse sent me, um, I mean, my teacher sent me to the nurse and my mom came and picked me up. We went to another doctor's appointment. They kind of shrugged it off, you know, and then, the second day, um, I went I went back again, and I tried to just battle it out. And as I was walking in the hallway, um, one of my science teachers stopped by, and she just said, man, you look really pale, and you have, like, big dark circles under your eyes. And good enough, she sent me to the nurse. And then from the nurse, when my mom told her that they didn't really do anything about it, um, Yesterday, the nurse went ahead and go. She said that we ought to go ahead and go to their emergency room. And then when we got to the emergency room, they did um, a few, um, I think they did some tests on me, like a blood draw or something. And after that, they still didn't know what it was. So they set me up to Cardinal Glennon. And then once we got to Cardinal Glennon, um, they took me back into this office, into this room. And they checked my heartbeat, they checked my pulse and everything like that. And they could see that it was really, really high. And then they took me into an x-ray room. Um, And once they did the x-ray, they did an x-ray of my upper body. And then right then they found out my heart. I mean, it was really, really big and just like overwhelmingly big. And so... And then they found out I had 16% heart function. And then that's really when we got the news and that's really how it all transpired. So you're going through the stress of a golf tournament, 100 plus degree temperatures, all of this stuff, and you've got 16% of your heart capacity working for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, If I, obviously I didn't know, but I just, even looking back, it's like, kind of a chip on my shoulder and it's like yeah I did that you know so it's it's cool it's cool to think about you know and like 
I, I can even remember back, I can remember looking back and like remembering how bad I felt. Like if that was me now, I mean, there's no way, man, I would have been like, oh my God, get me to a hospital right now. <laughs> well, you know, you... I mean. No, go I ahead, buddy. I'm sorry. Awful. No, you're good. I mean, I just felt awful. Yeah, I can't believe, I can't believe I played, you know. But the experiences that you've been through, so gosh, so you find out that you need a heart transplant. I can't even imagine getting that sort of news. Yeah. yeah. It was, um, I didn't really know how to react, honestly, because, I mean, I was a healthy kid a week ago. I mean, that's what I thought. And we know, we knew I'd been sick for a while. And then when they told me that, man, they were going to get the Elvad surgery. And I was just, I was completely took my, my storm. I didn't even really have time to react almost. So, you know, you'd think I would have been like, oh my gosh, I can't believe. But I hardly, I didn't really have time to think other than in the apartment. And by the apartment, I mean, maybe uh, after I got out of the hospital and maybe a month into the apartment, I was just thinking about golf. All golf, man. And I was wanting to get back out there on that course. And I knew the only way that I was going to be able to do that is by getting that heart transplant. So I was, I was scared, nervous, and I was also like a little bit urgent. Okay, that's going to wrap up the, the front nine and the first half of our Jimmy Williams interview. John and I'll be right back with the back nine and more of that interview. This is Golf with Jay Delson. Folks, do you need a new car, truck, or SUV? Then the Dean team of Kirkwood is the place for you to go. 314-966-0303 and go see Colin Byrne. He just got me into a new SUV and I love it. Boy, did they make the experience painless and super, super easy. Most dealers don't have any cars in their lots, but at Dean team of Kirkwood, Colin has an entire parking lot full of new and used cars. You don't want a VW? That's no problem. They have Audis, BMWs, Mercedes, anything you want. Colin and the Dean team of Kirkwood will go get it if they don't have it. Call them at 314-966-0303 or go to deanteamvwkirkwood.com. The Dean team. For all your car buying needs. Good Sportsmanship will be back in St. Louis with the return of PGA Tour champions at the 2023 Ascension Charity Classic presented by Emerson. This year, Patrick Harrington took the champion's trophy, but the real winners were again local St. Louis charities. Together with our corporate sponsors and fans, we were able to donate over $1 million to those who need it most. Thank you, St. Louis, and join us at historic Norwood Hills Country Club September 5th through the 10th for the third annual Ascension Charity Classic. Thank you, St. Louis. After my knee replacement, I was able to swing the golf club again without any pain. SSM Health Physical Therapy guided me through the rehab process, and when I was ready, one of their specially trained KVS certified physical therapists put me on the 3D motion capture system. It was awesome. They evaluated my posture, alignment, and the efficiencies of my swing. They gave me golf-specific exercises to help make my swing more efficient and repeatable. Call 800-518-1626. Tell them Jay sent you for special pricing. Your therapy, our passion. 
I want to tell you about a family-owned and operated golf business that's been right here in St. Louis for over 40 years. I'm talking about Pro-Am Golf Center. That's right, Pro-Am Golf Center. I know you know the name, but I'm not sure you know what they really have to offer. They have everything a seasoned golfer like myself could need, all the way down to what a beginner would want. Pro-Am Golf Center has the lowest price in the area for custom club fitting. I just went and visited CJ. He is terrific. If you call them now, mention my name, Jay Delson, you will receive a discount on that already low club fitting price. Their number is 314-647-8054. Ask for CJ, or you can visit them at ProAmGolfUSA.com. That's ProAmGolfUSA.com. Hey, welcome back. Jay and John are here. This is Golf with Jay Delsing, and we are headed to the back nine. It's brought to you by our buddies over at Pro-Am Golf Center, the DeGrand family, terrific people. Guys, the message has been consistent and simple. Go get fitted. CJ's your guy. I went there. John went there. I had Luke McLaughlin there uh, last week. 314-647-8054, or you can visit them at ProAmGolfUSA.com. All right, we are going to the conclusion of my interview with 13-year-old top-selling author Jimmy Williams. I remember setting up a time to get together with you and your dad. We are going to P.F. Chang's over in the uh, – yep. and, and I, I grabbed Mr. Bernie Federico's um, – um, Stanley Cup ring, what a superhuman being. And I told him your story and he's like, oh my gosh, you know, give him the ring. He could absolutely, you know, take it. And um, yeah. and then, Jimmy, we're sitting there having lunch and we're playing with the ring and we're just cutting up and acting weird and fun and having a good time. And all of a sudden <laughs> your dad's phone rings. Yeah. Um, the phone rang and we were just sitting there and we were just talking. And let me go back a little bit. Um, before me and my dad even got there, we were talking. We were like, when are we ever going to get this heart, man? It was like when we just started to kind of lose hope. We were like, I mean, I don't know if we're ever going to get this dang thing, man. And then obviously right there at P.F. Chang's, my dad got the call. And you could see he kind of started to tear up a little bit. He kind of, I, I don't remember, he gave us some like hand gestures that kind of signified, he was like, yeah, we got the heart. And then he went back to the um, bathroom and talked to my mom for maybe 10, 15 minutes. And in that time, me and Jay, we were just talking and we were like, oh my gosh. This seemed like, an, it seemed like happened. an hour. It seemed like two yeah. hours. I'm like, yeah. is this going to be it? Like, what do we do? Yeah. I've never been through anything like this before. And I'm <laughs> sitting with you and we got a, a Stanley Cup ring and we have food and the ring is yeah. in the box and nobody's <laughs> eating. You know, we're just. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's just a crazy thing, you know, like you can't even focus on one thing. It's just. And then he came out of the bathroom and then he was like, yeah, we got the heart. We need to uh, pack up our stuff and get ready for tomorrow. He's like, we already called the sisters and told them to get up here. And I was like, man, that's just crazy. Um, it was a great time to have the call. Great time. Oh my gosh. I, I felt so privileged to share that with you. But, but then anyway, so you go through this surgery and I mean, this is, oh my gosh, obviously, uh, I, I can't even, I don't know the words to describe how I know that it's 
super, super lengthy. It's almost 10 or 12 hours or something like that, isn't it, Jimmy? And, and yeah. just a massive undertaking. And then I can remember visiting you um, a couple days after, and it, it was almost like, a, it just seemed like a miracle to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, it honestly was, because even during the surgery, the surgery wasn't initially going to take that long. It took exactly 13 hours. Um, but during the surgery, they had to delay it because two kids, um, two little babies, they both needed liver transplants. And so they ended up getting a guy's liver and splitting it in half and giving it to both of the babies right during my surgery. So they kind of had to delay mine and then they did mine. And then, I mean, I woke up and I just felt a surge of energy, you know, it was like getting an extreme blood transfusion, you know, like <laughs> I just, yeah, I felt great. And then my, um, I just felt great and I was a lot more energized and it was just awesome. And I wanted to eat more. So it was <laughs> like, everything was going, everything was going good. And I made such a fast recovery. It was just awesome. So Jimmy, talk a little bit about the experience with those nurses and the special people down at Cardinal Glennon. Yeah. I mean, they're awesome. Like they're, they're the best people that you could ever know. I mean, they're just awesome. The, the kindness and the, yeah. the, the the heart that it takes for another human being to do that as a profession. You know, you and I both wanted to grow up and be golfers and it, you know, that, that takes a certain amount of courage, but it's an entirely different sort of human being to donate and, and, and to give forth so much of their time and effort to just helping someone else feel better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they're truly, just special people and then the way they cared for me was just awesome i mean they did everything they could and even in the book um mary grace she used to give me um chick-fil-a in the morning <laughs> and yeah and like video games and they even had some vr headsets that i looked through and it was just awesome and i had a night nurse that um i think her name was lee and I remember one night, like I was really, really thirsty and everything that I drank, I was like, ugh. and they had that, they had some weird Sprite and it was Sierra mist or something like that. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I hate it. And she ended up going to Chick-fil-A like that night and getting some like ice cold lemonade. So, I mean, the nurses, they just, um, they're, they're just really special. They just careful. Yeah, yeah, they are. They're angels. Absolutely. So you just mentioned your book, and I just am so glad to know you and so proud of some of the things you've done. I, I've, I know you've done some motivational speaking. I've actually heard you do some of this stuff. I, I know you got to play in the Ascension Charity Classic Pro-Am last year, and I don't, I'm all over the place with the order here. Let's put the book on hold just for a second. Let's talk a little bit about there's something about you that I said to your mom and dad that I noticed changed once you got the new heart. And there is this monumental desire within this little 13 year old person that you become to give back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I was there, 
and I'm really fortunate to just have a great family that really cared for me. And when we were in there, I mean, we'd see kids and that it really shows you how special the nurses are. It'd be all the nurses and they would just be caring for them and the parents wouldn't be there. There'd be no family to really care for them at all, give them anything, give them any snacks. So when I was in there and I was thinking, I mean, this is really, and I was like, this is really hard for me. And I have a great family to support me in everything that we're doing. So imagine how hard it is for some of these other kids that don't have any family. They don't have any moral support or anything like that. So once I got out of the hospital, I really reflected on that and how grateful um, that I should be for having such a great family. So what I did was I ended up starting a Jimmy's Toy Drive that donates toys to the hospital every year on October 1st. And we've just increasingly um, progressed on the toys and it's just awesome. I mean, we give two to three toys to every kid in the hospital and they love it. And I think it really just anything that can help, you know, brighten their day for maybe 10 minutes or even like five seconds, you know, yeah. like anything helped. And I can remember I mean, obviously, we aren't going to be able to give all the kids Stanley Cups, but <laughs> when I was in there, the Stanley Cup, I mean, it really, like, boosted my more my morale almost. You know, it gave me a little bit of hope, and it was like, these people, like, really care about me, you know, and I need to fight through this for them. So, yeah, yeah, I think if we can um, help boost – some of those kids in the hospital that aren't as fortunate to have such a great family like I did, we can really help them get through it. And I know you've gotten a total over a thousand toys and I know you're not stopping anytime soon. And how about your, your relationship with Matt holiday, the, um, the homers for health and that whole program, because I see you on the TV, I see you down at Bush stadium. I know you threw out the first pitch. I mean, it just keeps going here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just awesome. I've seen him two times. And I, I have this picture of me and I'm I'm standing up there with my jacket and everything. I'm upright with Matt Holiday and I'm just proud as ever, you know. And Matt, he's just a really cool guy. He's a big know? dude too, Jimmy. Holy yeah, smokes. Yeah, he is, man. <laughs> God dang. I mean, his, his biceps are as big as my head. Yeah, he's a big <laughs> man. He yeah, is a big he's man. huge. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if he still played in the MLB. He looks like he could. So, oh, he's so fit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's just an awesome guy, man. He's awesome. He's the best. And then, so, okay, so let's talk just a little bit about your book. You are absolutely a number one uh, bestseller on the Amazon, uh, Amazon.com uh, book list. And your book is called Attitude of Grace. I love the picture on the cover. I'm going to guess that you're on the second hole at Torrey Pines. Oh, yeah, man. You got it. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. I looked at that. I'm like, he's yeah. played Torrey Pines, one of my favorite places. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. So I remember even thinking about that. There's like another hole. I don't really remember if it's four or five, but there's a hole that looks just like it, just without like the coastline. I remember, like, we, we got up to some hole, and it looked just like the hole on number two. 
I don't know if I'm like daydreaming or something. No, no, you're right. Because number two and number five run the same way. And so, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, Gosh, it's it's a great cover. And so tell tell people how they can buy the book and where we, I'm in the middle, I'm about two thirds of the way finished reading it. It is such a fast read. I can't wait to read it again. It's really fun. Yeah, yeah. I've read the book already like, Ten times, man. So it, it's a great book, and you can purchase it on Amazon, Amazon Books, um, and you just type in "Attitude of Grace" and it's right there by Jimmy Williams. So, buddy, tell us how you came up with the title. I know your dad may have had some influence too, and your mom, but tell us how that came about. Yeah. So, an attitude of grace is basically just God giving you the strength and the humbleness to really endure anything. And when you get in that hospital and it's like in sports, you can really do something about if, you know, you throw a bad pass, you make a bad shot or you miss a really easy putt, you know, you can do something about it and you can fix your stroke or whatever. And in that hospital, you just can't do anything and you got to give, um, and then you just got to give God all the power and you just got to trust and what he's doing and just give God all the power and give him all the glory. Man, that is awesome. My friend, that is awesome. So tell us what's next on the horizon for a young 13 year old. That's already an author, a number one best-selling author and a, a great athlete. What do you, what do you got going on? Yeah. Um, I'm dreaming big, man. So I'm hoping to get a few more huge speaking engagements. Um, I'm I'm really looking forward to going down there in spring training and going to uh, see all the guys on the baseball team. That'll be really fun. Um, I'm looking to go D1 in golf. Um, oh I yeah, mean, I'm just I'm just dreaming big, man. So absolutely, yeah. that's what we do. Yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> well, Jimmy, thank you so much for the time. Thank you for the no friendship. Problem. Thank you for I'm it's hard for me. To, I'm 62 years old. I'm going to tell you thanks for being such a leader with with your attitude with um you know things could have gone a lot of different ways. Your attitude could have been different. There's a lot of things that could have been different and what you've done has been a great example for everyone. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Pearl, that wraps up the Jimmy Williams interview. What's the first thing that came to your mind? I mean, I, 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 my head was swimming when I finished that interview. Uh, well, the word poise is what comes to mind when I think of that interview. I, it's so hard to believe 13 years old, the way he handled himself in your conversation. 13. What were you doing when oh, you were think 13? about that, John. It would have been idiot. It, no, one would have been, no one would have talked to us, or at least me. Oh. No. No so, chance. I'm sure, I'm sure me either. Anyway, I loved it. I loved his voice. I loved his excitement. I think you and him, obviously, I can see why you're friends. You guys just connect. I love that he's just kind of gone to the next level. I mean, it blew me away when he started talking about he's a public speaker. So that's just so much fun. But who better than to be a public speaker than somebody that's gone through what he's gone through and the passion that he's got and the energy that he's got? Just fantastic. Yeah, it's just amazing. All right, that's going to wrap up the back nine. But uh, don't go anywhere. Pearly and I have more nuggets for you on the 19th hole. This is Golf with Jay Delson. 
I am proud to welcome the Gateway section of the PGA back to my show. Whether you're pulling into your favorite driving range, public golf course, or country club, there is an excellent chance that the staff there is part of the over 300 men and women PGA professionals at over 100 facilities that make up our Gateway section. I grew up watching so many of these fine men and women getting to the golf course at dawn, leaving at dusk, spending their entire day running events, giving lessons, and growing this great game. PGA Reach, Drive Chip and Putt, PGA Hope, and the fantastic PGA Junior League are a few of the examples of the programs run by these same PGA professionals. Go to gatewaypga.org to learn more or to find your next PGA professional for your next lesson, go to pga.com. The Gateway PGA, growing the game we love. Powers Insurance is a family-owned agency right here in St. Louis that specializes in providing personalized coverage for the client who has a lot going on. At Powers, they understand that you and your life do not fit in a simple box. So guess what? Neither should your insurance coverage. Go to powersinsurance.com or call 314-725-1414 and ask for Tim Davis. That's powersinsurance.com. I want to summarize some of the fantastic things that Marcone, your hometown company that is the largest distributor of General Electric appliance parts in North America, has done this year. We started out with CEO Jim Sowers donating two service dogs to the wounded servicemen and women heroes in our country. We follow that up with a raffling of two suites at St. Louis Blues home games with Danny Mack and myself, and with all of those proceeds headed to the Backstoppers organization. Lastly, the Marcone first responder, military, police, and firefighters viewing deck at the Ascension Charity Classic was a huge success. So much so that this idea and model is being implemented at other PGA Tour Champions events. Thank you, Marcone, for your support. And thank you for your tireless giving in our community. The Legends of Golf return to St. Louis in 2023. You won't want to miss one of the strongest fields in golf. Ernie Els, Steve Stricker, Bernard Longer, John Daly, and many more when they compete for the 2023 Ascension Charity Classic title, September 5th through the 10th at historic Norwood Hills Country Club. All proceeds benefit area charities. Together, we were able to donate over $1 million to those most in need last year. Visit ascensioncharityclassic.com. Hello, friends. This is Jim Nance, and you are listening to Golf with my friend, Jay Delson. I've been looking for over three years for the perfect place to be the official 19th hole of the Golf with Jay Delsing show, and the search is over. Please welcome the loading dock to the show. What a great place it is. It is located at the confluence of the Mississippi and Illinois rivers in beautiful Grafton, Illinois. Their patio is killer with seating for over 800, and every weekend the Loading Dock has the area's best live music. There's no reservations required, they have overnight lodging available, and they also have an ice skating rink in the winter months. And don't forget about the super cool Riverside Flea Market, which happens the fourth weekend of each month from April through October. If you're into antiques and collectibles, you gotta check it out. The Grafton Ferry runs directly from St. Charles County to within steps of our parking lot. Go check out the loading dock and say hello to my buddy Peter Allen. He is a great guy, good golfer, and a lover of the game. Call 
888-985-7951 or visit them on the web at graftonloadingdoc.com for more information on their live music schedule, the Riverside Flea Market, and more. The Loading Dock, the new official 19th hole of the Golf with Jay Delsing show. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. I've got John Perlis. Perley is with me, and we're headed to the 19th hole. It's brought to you by our friends at the Loading Dock in Grafton, Illinois. We love the Allens up there. Guys, get up and see the Allens. They've got a great patio, uh, 618-556-7951. Great people. Go to graftonloadingdock.com. All right, John, we've got to break down a little bit more of that interview. One of the things, John, I, I have had the, the tremendous good fortune to know a lot of neat people and have some really kick-ass experiences in my life. John, I cannot describe to you what it was like sitting at a, at a table having lunch with he and his father, their phone rings, and it is the call that changes their life. I, I, I nearly broke down. I, the hair on the back of my neck stood up. I, I was speechless. I didn't know what to do. And I was sitting there going, is this happening? Well, it certainly got real quick, quickly, didn't it? John, I just, you know, we, we've... 13 years old, he's 11 years old at the time, and have that happened to you? I mean, come on. It just, man, alive. What we were worrying about was, are we going to throw rocks at a school bus today? Are we going to play football or basketball when we go outside? You know, and what are we going to have for lunch? I mean, to have that as, as thrown on your plate is, that's a whopper. Spectacular things that they can do in medicine these days. Thank goodness for them. And uh, we can't take it for granted. Uh, you're always doing tip of the cap. That's the tip of the cap down the road. We got to come up with the, the nurses and all the folks that, uh, that make those stays in the hospital uh, doable. Because even though it worked out, that's still a tough road, that young boy. And now a young man went through. Uh, but boy, it's paying dividends and so, such an exciting time for him and his family now. Absolutely. Giving back, giving the toys for the kids. And every toy, every kid gets a couple of toys for Christmas. I mean, it's, it's absolutely amazing, and they're a great family. The Williams family is. All right, John, we got a couple minutes before we have to wrap up. Pearl, I know you're a huge fan, as I am, of Nellie Corda, but Nellie Corda's world number one again, John. She won this week. Really an emotional win. And, you know, you know, John, as an athlete coming off an injury, and there's always that uncertainty, Pearl, isn't there, on, on whether or not your game's going to come back and to what degree it's going to come back. For a lot of reasons. The physical reasons, obvious, with the blood clots she had, and can she recover from that? But just what you're talking about, Jimmy Williams, you have a different perspective. You know, when, you, when you're at those situations where it's kind of life-altering or life was at risk, you know, how are you going to handle things going forward? Is golf going to still matter? Is that intensity going to matter? Are you going to be able to give that effort? That kind of thing. I'm just thrilled that she's come back. Again, we've talked about this many times on, on your show, but she is such a class act. And man, can she play. It is just beautiful to watch her play. It really is. It's aesthetically beautiful. I mean, she's a, she's a nice-looking human being, but I'm not talking about that. I am talking about, John, the way that she swings the golf club. It, it I, Honestly, it reminds me of the first time I saw Tiger Woods, and I was like, man, this it's like this dude, this woman was created to play golf. Well, and the swing is wonderful, and it's beautiful, like you said, and it's powerful, and it's effective. But just the way she attacks it as a technician as well, Jay, as an athlete, it's, it's, just, it's just the whole package, and, it's, and, and her intensity. You know, she, she comes across very mild-mannered, but when it comes to crunch time, 
she's 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 a killer. Oh, she's she a is killer. a killer. She's an assassin. She'd gnaw your arm off. At no question about it. No question yeah. about it. I, I totally agree with you. Um, it's nice to see. I, I, I'm a USA honk, but I, I love seeing an American uh, as uh, world number one uh, in, on the LPGA Pearl. Uh, absolutely. That's going to be tough to come by because uh, she's surrounded by a bunch of non-USA people, uh, for sure. Yeah, and the I mean, that, that lady's that lady's tour is truly a world tour. It's it's impressive. A lot of lot of wonderful players. Hey, I know one thing I wanted to throw out there. As long as we're talking about superstar ladies, I watched. I think it was like a thirty uh, for thirty with uh, Annika Sorenstam a couple of weeks ago. I, I know it's a replay of a replay, but man, what a fun story she's got with with her her child, her family, what she went through being number one. Her career, how she walked away from it, how she's an ambassador to the game now. What a! If anybody gets a chance to watch that, that is just a. She just has a great story, and what a lady! Again, what what just a nice, quality later, but lady, but also an assassin, an absolute tiger on the golf course. Oh my gosh, John! You know when Annika was doing her thing, um, she she cut through those fields with precision. She t- tackled those golf courses. She was long. She putted great. She She's a total package. I mean, she's got to go down. Is probably one of the top five players of all time, don't you think? Oh, I think she has to. But, you know, she that's what, one thing I loved about the story. She did a little bit like Tiger has done. She did a little bit like several player, great players have done in different, in different sports even. She redid herself about halfway through her career. It got way stronger and started hitting the ball further and recommitting to the game completely. Because uh, as we know, life gets in the way of, the, of your golf game more than once in a, in a career. And it was impressive what, what, she, uh, what she did. I always liked her swing and how she had that big finish. But I guess when she went back and started working out and, and very intensely, which is, I guess, the only way she knew how to do things, she starts hitting the ball 25, 30 yards further. That's a big difference, Jay. When it's, when it's not all equipment, that's a big difference. And, and then when she went out and played on the guys with the guys, what, what did she play down at Colonial, I think, is yep, what she played. she did, yep. And 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 uh, we'll call it that she was competitive, let's say. But, you know, there again, you talking about, sure, sure, she's a superstar, but she walked out in front of, in a, into an arena that she was incredibly uncomfortable in, and she still was, uh, we'll call it competitive. I think she missed the cut by two or three shots, something like that. Yeah, no, no question about it. I mean, John, it, you, you know, it, it's always – I guess, you know, where I was in the middle of my career playing a lot and stuff, and you sometimes you just don't realize what you're watching and experiencing. You know, and when you talk yeah. about Annika, I, I feel like I've never really given her her just due because she was dominant as all hell. And I, I met her, I've got to play with her, and, and she's extremely impressive. But I, I just, for, for me personally, I just – probably didn't didn't uh, uh, pay nearly as much attention as I as I might have at some other time you were badly you were battling yourself you were out there trying to make things happen as well I wasn't out there battling I was out in in, in the in my life battling uh, but you know I do appreciate being able to see the 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 film they put together on her because uh, I, I did miss most of it and it is impressive as can be so it's a it's a fun story if you, if, if folks get a chance to watch it yeah absolutely um, we're also um, you know, we also talked a few weeks back about it, the John Daly movie. I hope that's in the works, which that'll be an awful lot of fun 
to watch. And John, before we sign off on this show, let's give. Jay, is that going to be like? Is that going to be called Hangover Three or Hangover Hangover Four? Is that was that what that movie's going to be? I, I think it's just going to be. Yeah, I think I I, I think there's going to be a Roman numeral at the back end of it. <laughs> yeah, like a like a letter, like an L. What is an L? Fifty? I don't know. Maybe that's a C. Whatever. Pearl, that's going to wrap up another show. Love it. Love it. Hey, I didn't even get to do my uh, beer opener tonight. You want to open one now? You're getting good at that. You got to be good at something. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up. Folks, we will come back with another show next week. Hit them straight, St. Louis.